0: Ricky, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you too. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So let's get started. Bear with me. Okay. This podcast is sponsored by Same Day STD Testing, the nation's number one STD, STI testing company, offering fast, private, and confidential STI testing nationwide. You can speak to a counselor by calling 844 332 Two four six one. You can also visit their website at www.samedaystdtesting.com. I am your host, Nikki. I am a sacred sex coach, sex worker, and sexual health advocate. Here at expectations, we will indulge in all things sex in and out of the bedroom while exploring different kinks and taboos. Here you have a safe space to be free in your sexuality without fearing judgment from yourself or others disclaimer we will be discussing sex and sexuality if you are the, under the age of 18 i would suggest you consult an adult hello hello everyone thank you so much for tuning into the sex expectations podcast for another week um this week we're doing things a little bit different and we'll be doing things a little bit different um from here on out i think it is very important to have just general knowledge from everyday people, right? Um, Sometimes coming from a, you know, sexual expert, um, it can get a little bit run down. So sometimes we do need um, input from uh, just regular people. So I have a special guest for you today that I will um, introduce in just a moment. And even with it being um, the end of uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, I think that talking about our coming out stories and um, how we uh, really just introduced ourselves other than cisgender into the society, Um, it plays a huge role on mental health because many individuals go through a very depressed state when trying to figure out the best way to come out to their friends and family. So my guest today, Rikki. Um, which is AKA the Hoochie Poppy Goddess. I love the name. Um, is here with me today, and she's going to tell us a little bit about her coming out story. So, Ricky, please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone.
1: I am Ricky Lee, also known as the Hoochie Poppy Goddess. And <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you have a YouTube channel um, that you just started yes okay awesome so on your youtube channel i know that you know obviously you put your coming out journey or a story on there um which was about the third or fourth episode so what is your youtube what is the expectations of your youtube channel basically my youtube channel is supposed
1: to be catered to everyone but um i noticed as i was you know growing up and when i was a uh Dancer, an exotic dancer, women do not know how to take care of themselves mentally, physically, and emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, we allow a lot of others to bring us down, and we need to learn how to love ourselves. So, my whole branding is supposed to help at least one woman, but I will hope to, you know, help millions, yeah, just to love herself first before trying to seek someone else to love her?
0: Ooh, I love it, girl. It's so needed in our society um, because, you know, a lot of individuals, especially as I'm seeing um, in the minority communities, just don't have an outlet. And so, you know, with social media and technology booming um, and you can have, you know, regular people like you and I come out and be authentic and transparent in our stories, it really helps um, other individuals be free and whatever their sexuality is whatever their traumas are um, and it's it's so needed so thank you for your work thank you <laughs> so okay so your coming out story is so awesome um, so I know that uh, looking at your YouTube uh, video um, you identify as a pansexual so what does that mean
1: Um, A pansexual is basically someone who loves humans. I don't care what your gender is. I don't care what you identify yourself as. If you are a human and you are into me and you treat me right, I'm going to treat you right. I don't care if you are bisexual. I don't care if you're transgender. I don't care if you're
0: a man or female or in between. I don't care. Okay. Yeah, and that was actually one of my questions for you. I was wondering if um, your pansexuality did include transgenders, um, transsexuals, what what have you, whatever your, you know, um, the term is. So it does actually include everyone. Everyone. Okay, awesome. So um, I know you sort of came out to your mother first, um, just kind of based on your story there, which whom you really didn't even meet until 13. So can you tell us a little bit about that? So, the, the first person that I actually came out to was my father.
1: Okay. And, um, then he passed. And then later on, you know, dealing with his death and just being a teenager, dealing with one of my parents passing. And then um, going through um, a traumatic event in- involving my mother's dog. I had to learn how to be basically on this earth by myself Mm -hmm. and love myself because I went through a very depressing time. And during that time, here it was, I was falling in love with my best friend and we, we kept it to ourselves, not necessarily kept it to ourselves. We just wasn't flamboyant about it, about it, but Mm -hmm. our peers knew of course, we wasn't really trying to hide it. But when it came to our parents, just out of respect, we wasn't, you know, all over each other. So, I mean, my mom found out on accident, but it was it was going to happen anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, OK, so I know the response that your mother, you know, eventually gave you to, you know, liking the same sex or in your case liking you know anyone who is a human essentially um that was really a traumatic experience for you as well because this happens to be someone that you know you love and she birthed you right so you want her acceptance essentially so how was her um attitude towards you coming out
1: the attitude was downright disgusting um yeah that's (laughs) I know it sounds bad, but it's the truth. It was disgusting. Yeah, and I say this because, um, like I stated in the video, she has a niece who's well now her nephew,
0: <laughs>
1: mm. but at oh, the time, okay, yeah. So she had, um, she had a niece who was in a relationship with a woman and um, they had been together for a very long time since I do believe my cousin was a teenager mm-hmm. and um, she also had another niece who was bisexual. Yeah, she was bisexual and she allowed her and her um, her girlfriend to stay at the house mm. And it, it just, it really, I felt like I could be okay. Like, I, I can, you know, I can be with, you know, a woman and she not think anything bad about it. Plus, she was always on... Um, my head and my sister's head about boys Mm -hmm. and she just didn't want us to be out there being promiscuous with, you know, guys. So I felt like it was a safe space. Like, okay. I mean, I can't get pregnant by a girl, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I think she'll be okay. Because, you know, we have family members who are like this, it's not that bad. And knowing her lifestyle, I kind of felt like she'd be open to it but for my own sanity I was not ready to put it out there like that mm-hmm. but I was hoping that she would res- she would respond like my father and it was the total opposite yeah and I was just blown mm.
0: So I'm sure her not being accepting of, you know, you liking the same sex, which, like you said, was crazy because you have all these other human beings around you that you, you know, claim to love um, that are in same sex relationships and you're totally fine with them. But what do you think was the um, hiccup with it being her daughter? Did she just not want to? her daughter to live this lifestyle? Did she have religious or societal norms she was trying to uphold? What was it, do you think, with your mom that just didn't, you know, it just didn't set well? So, I haven't released the second episode, but
1: it's okay. I'm gonna release it within a week. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) So, I'm okay with talking about it. So, in reality, my mom has deeper issues Mm -hmm. and um, I know from meeting the other side her side of the family everyone everyone's afraid to be judged and which is understandable you yeah. know so in rea- in reality my mom is bisexual or I don't want to say I don't want to just put a title on her but she has been involved with a woman maybe two mm-hmm. and it was a jealousness there's 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 definitely a jealousness from her to me. And the fact that I was just so out there with it and was okay with it, it was almost like, why she get to just go around being gay? Uh Uh-uh, I'm not having that. Mm. If I can't walk around and be gay, I don't want her to walk around and be gay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I felt like it was. And I also felt like, um... She possibly thought that my girlfriend at the time was taking the attention away from her. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of key elements like not being loved properly as a child. Yeah. So she has her own traumatic experiences that she needs to put out on the table and just, you know, cope with. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I just I just don't deal with her. Oh. She she has to deal with that on her own. I yeah. can't. Yeah. I can't do it for her. And
0: maybe you know one day if she is willing to live in her truth and tell the truth about, you know, maybe why she was the way she was to you, um that would give you a okay to be like Okay, now I can, you know, have a authentic relationship with you. So I totally, you know, get that and understand that that jealousy factor plays a huge role in so many lives and families and um, it hinders the growth um, or the relationship. So I know you were uh, essentially raised by your grandmother and father initially, um, who happened to be quite supportive of your coming out.
1: Well, um, my dad, he was cool with it. He didn't, he didn't want his daughter to be sexually active mm-hmm. at all or sexually attracted to anybody. You know, I was his baby girl. Yeah, <laughs> and um, my grandmother is one of those things where we just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And um, like she, she met my my best friend, my. I wanna say my ex girlfriend who is now my best friend. <laughs> she <laughs> met her. She was okay with her. She, you know, she she didn't condone the lifestyle, but she accepted me as her child. Okay. And also my godmother who helped raise me, also, she was more of the mother figure in my life. She when she found out about me being gay, she was really taken back because, you know, when you have this this storyline already um written out for your your child their sexuality does not come into play because the norm is for a girl to be with a boy and a boy to be with a girl right so she was still kind of like I mean I love you but you sure you want to be with women (laughs) Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, everybody, everybody, except for my my biological mom, was pretty like you know we still love you, but we ain't we ain't like yay be gay. We're just like uh
0: okay. <laughs> they love you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure you know um, for many that have to eventually come out and live in their you know their authentic truth um it's 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 a very strenuous process and it can cause a lot of depression anxiety um a lot of mental health issues so um i know you had talked about a little bit of uh, depression that you went through so can you talk to that a little bit what um i mean obviously when you don't have your family accepting you for who you are um, it's going to naturally be a very depressing moment in your life. So, can you talk to can you talk to that a little bit? So, um, I was
1: already in a depressing state because first, I think I do believe a year, I think it was a year before I was attacked by her dog, mm-hmm. a pit bull. I was it's her mom's deaf- dog, right? Yes, my mom's dog. Uh I was mauled by this dog. Mm. I am missing a piece of my lower left leg. Um and I have scars from my right arm, um, my you know, just my right arm, my breast, my uh my lower my lower leg, left leg, and a model. I've modeled since I was a little girl and um, also a dancer. So being what I thought was perfect and seeing that it was like scarred up, Mm -hmm. that hit me because I was a kid and it's like, oh my God, I have these long legs and now I can't show them. Or my arm is messed up and everyone's going to think I'm a cutter. Then... After that, my dad committed suicide he mm. um suffered he was bipolar mm. so he suffered from bipolar disorder, and that was my rock you know he raised me that was my protector and um my m- biological mother I'm just gonna call her my bio that's what i call her yeah she uh, she was not there she was not there at all as far as my mental state i it was like she did not care about none of these events, none of it. She just didn't see none of these events as traumatic. Um, and then at one point in time, I was like, you know what? I got good. I I got good words from my godmother. She always told me, you know, you're beautiful. My dad told me I was beautiful ever since I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. So. One day, I was like, you know what? It's too hot to be wearing jeans and a jacket to cover up these scars. I'm beautiful. If someone wants to define me by these scars, oh, well. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to cry about my dad, but, you know, life goes on. He decided to leave. I'm not dead yet, so I still have to live, and I still have to graduate, and I still have to go off and do my thing. And once I realized that my best friend, was there throughout all of it and she gave me the love that I did not get from my mom and it was unconditional love and she she and let's
0: help clear so when you say best friend you're talking about your ex-girlfriend right yes Uh uh-huh and at the time
1: she was my friend then and um one day we just decided you know what I like you (laughs) (laughs) do you like me because I like you like you like like I like you like I'm supposed to like a boy like you, <laughs> and she was just like, oh man, because she was already into that lifestyle. I was a baby she she was a baby too, but she had already had same-sex relationships in mm-hmm. high school, so she you know we she was my first, my first love, so it's just it was so romantic. <laughs> But then just being, you know, having, the way it came out to me was very funny. Like the whole, how my mom, my biological mom found out. Mm -hmm. But what really took me back was how she responded to it. And it made me go back into that mindset of just being depressed and sad. And for a minute, I almost lost my self-love for myself it it was um it was it was scary I wanted to go out like my dad took himself out Mm -hmm. because I didn't understand like you can love everyone else for the for the same you can love everyone else for being gay but you can't love me you have friends who are gay. Your best friend is bisexual. your nieces, you know, and it's just like, "Wow, this is getting
0: out of hand. like you better love me because <laughs> i'm I'm still gonna love my best friend, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it sounds like the, um, support that you got from your ex-girlfriend, which was also your best friend at the time, um, along with the support that, you know, your daddy had always gave you, you know, from even being just a little girl, you kind of used all of those power tools to, um, power past this depression. Did you ever have to get on any medications or go seek out a therapist? Did you ever have to do any of those things? Um, Never had to have medication, but check this out.
1: My bio decided to get me therapy, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but she got, she was getting me therapy for the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. She, she, um, and she ended up getting a therapist for me to, I guess, convert me back to being straight. It's called
0: conversion therapy. Yeah. (laughs) And... (laughs) The
1: therapist did not care about none of the gay stuff. Mm. She didn't care because she, it was one of those situations where it's kind of like, okay, mama, your daughter's gay. You don't want to be gay no more. But at the end of the day, she's going to do what she feels. But let's, let's talk about what's really hurting her. Because my bio thought that I was acting out. From my father's passing. And I was like. No. I, no. I just like girls. Well, I like my best friend. Like that's it. Yeah. So it, it it worked in my favor. But then she ended up taking me out of that. Because it didn't work in her favor. Mm. I was still sneaking around. Trying to talk to my best friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so conversion therapy. Um, I hear. Um. Of course, I mean, just thinking about the whole the whole ideology behind conversion therapy, you're trying to take an individual, a lot of times younger children that are saying, hey, I don't feel comfortable in the, the sex that I was born in, um, and you're taking that person and you're saying, no, you need to be okay with being a boy, or you need to be okay with being a girl. I think it is the most psychological fuck up that anybody could put a child through or even a young adult through. Um, So i never think that's okay. But the fact that your mother, you know, did it for the wrong reasons and then it still, you know, worked in your favor was awesome because I'm sure that gave you ammunition to go and, and be your true authentic self as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, I love that. So awesome. So I know you also said, um, this whole coming out journey made you understand humans more. In what way? It
1: made me understand humans more by tapping into the mental. Most people, when they see, when, when something happens, people like to watch the others react. Mm-hmm. Just like clickbait on Instagram or on YouTube or anything like that like you you go searching for things to get a reaction and I sat back for years and I just I studied everything that happened between me and um me and my bio and I noticed that everything that I did during my teenage years she looked at it And saw it as, well, if she can do it, I can do it. Because I think when I turned 19 or 18, she she ended up being in a relationship with a woman.
0: Mm.
1: And I laughed. And my siblings, especially my sister, who, you know, who was right there, my mom's right-hand man, she was very hurt by it because I know she felt like she hurt me trying to please her mom. Mm-hmm. And I had to I had to step back and I had to like, you know, look at her and read her mind. And then while I'm reading my not necessarily reading their mind, but their behavior. Yeah. And um just checking out how my mom acts and how she reacts to everything. I noticed that she could never take accountability for anything that she put me through. I mean, because I wanted to be with my best friend, she was going to... Well, she did. She blocked me from trying to graduate from high school.
0: Oh, wow. Mm.
1: And it it was just like, wow, all of this because I want to be with a female? Like, this is getting this is getting out of hand. That's when I realized this is deeper. Yeah. This is so much deeper than just me wanting to be with a particular person. It became jealousness. And later on, when I found out that she was with a woman, she was dating a woman, it was like, wow. When I tell you, I used to be down about it, but that moment when my... My um, girlfriend at the time called me and my cousin called me and was like, hey, you know auntie is in the club. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was happy. I was so happy because I knew deep down inside, I triggered my mom. I was what she wanted to be. Yeah. She wanted to be that that free-spirited butterfly because that's what she will always call me you're such a butterfly you're such a social butterfly Mm -hmm. you don't care about what anyone says about you you just do your thing you're you you you're just like your dad and i didn't care but when i found out that she she had a girlfriend most people would have been angry like oh you did you treated me like this and you were this way this whole time i was so happy I was happy that she was actually living her truth. Yeah. This is something that she wanted to experience. And I was the role model. Mm. And she just decided to be with this woman. And I was like, good for you. And we, we actually built something from that. But then it it got torn down because of her ways, but I was actually happy for her. I was like, yay, go,
0: go ahead with your gay self. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's what we should say to all our listeners, you know, go ahead with, you know, whatever it is that you desire. Um, Being gender and, um, non-binary in this society is becoming the norm. And so we have to live in our truth and understand that mental health is a thing. And if you not being accepted in your world is, you know, um, fucking with the way that you uh, are able to uh, move and be in this society, um, it's okay to seek therapy, not conversion therapy, no, <laughs> but we need to seek, you know, some sort of therapist that is willing to listen and give us positive feedback. Um, that way, you know, we can um, move past these traumas um, because essentially not being accepted is, is for sure a trauma and all um, non-binary individuals um, deserve to, you know, live a happy, healthy, safe sex life. Um, so yeah, so I thank you so much, Hoochie Pappy. It's Pappy. Goddess. Oh my god, it's such a tongue twister, Hoochie Pappy Goddess, Pappy.
1: Hoochie Hoochie Pappy.
0: Okay. (laughs) So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I think it's a powerful story, and it's again so powerful for you to tell your story and live in your truth. Um, because it really does help other individuals understand that maybe they're not so different maybe you know their story is okay too um so you know to end mental health awareness month like this I appreciate you thank you thank you for having me yeah so that is it guys um until next time sex sex and more sex hey